Welcome to Episode 11 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Today, Keith begins a series of conversations about being missional. A missional culture affects and defines not only everything you do, think, believe, and feel, but also what you end up doing, what you put traction to. Listen in as Keith introduces this important aspect of church culture. Welcome to Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. Keith Tusi is the apostolic team leader of the Network of Related Pastors. He loves the church and its leaders. You will be empowered and equipped to walk in fruitful ministry as you listen to Keith put leadership truths in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcast at inourpastors.com. And now here's Keith Tusi. I'm excited to be with you. We're going to tackle uh, a big subject here in the next couple of sessions, and uh, I think this will really be inspiring to you and really be helpful to you. I think it's one of the things that's helped me to be clear over the years of ministry. I want to talk to you today about being missional. What does it mean to be missional? It means to be clear and fruitful about your mission. Actually, when I was planning this set of Leadership in Context podcast, I was actually focused on building a missions movement in the local church. And as I was preparing and thinking and praying about this, I thought, hey, let's just go to the root and talk about being missional. I am going to end up on talking about building a missions movement because I think it's something that you can do and something that pays huge dividends to everybody that participates. I believe that developing a missional culture is one of the most significant things you can do in a church, in a business, in a family, because it affects and ultimately defines all that you do, not just what you think or believe or feel, but what you end up doing, where you put traction to. And uh, I believe it's doable. I'm tempted to say it's easy, but nothing in ministry, uh, nothing in business, nothing in family life is necessarily easy, but I think it's relatively scientific, if I could use those terms, that if we follow it, it's doable. It's not like we're shooting in the dark, and I want to share some of those things with you as we go on in the next couple podcasts. Let me tell you why I believe being missional is doable, and it's preferred over being a consumer congregation. A consumer congregation is one that is based on the services that you offer. Of course, you can have a consumer business where it's just based on what your profit margin is and what you have to sell. You can have a consumer family where you just provide everything for the family. But I think most of us listening to this are saying, hey, we want something deeper than that. We want to build a culture something that will reproduce itself. See, missional was what we do and why we do it, not just what we receive and the benefits we get out of something like being blessed. And if you look at the American church today, the Western culture church today as a whole, most of the thinking of people coming into churches is, what do I get out of this? How do I get blessed? And I think that's in part because Let me just say it. I think we've trained them to think that way. I think we can yell at them all we want and curse the darkness, 
But I think that we have fed them a certain diet that they expect that that's the purpose of the church is to take care of all their needs as opposed to mature them and help them to contribute to the work of the ministry. Once the leader can clearly define that mission, what we do and why we do it, and his ability or her ability to connect the dots, that will really determine how healthy your church is no matter what the size of your church. And and let me just do a little sidebar here because I had a recent conversation with a man I believe to be a terrific pastor. He's a bivocational guy. He's slugging it out in the field, working, raising up a church. And uh, of course, he he wants to grow. He wants to be able to to leave the uh, temporal workforce and be totally engaged in the kingdom. And I understand that I've been there and done that. But let me just say this, small churches can be healthy churches. Small churches can be missional churches. And I just begin to share with him the things I saw in their church. Hey, you've got a small church, but you've got a training program. You've got a follow-up program. You have community outreaches that you do. You've been a prophetic voice in your community on the marriage issues and the pro-life issues. You send people on mission trips. You bring missionaries into your church. You support missions on a regular basis. You are sending your people to conferences to be trained for things. See, that's a missional church. A missional church does those things beyond the wall. And I shared with this brother, I said, you're preparing the soil that in the days to come, the seed that you're sowing will have something to root in. So let me just say this. Don't be a wannabe church. Don't say when we get to a certain size or we have a certain staff or we have a certain building or certain things, then we'll do these things. Begin to do the things now in germ form that you want to look like when you're growing and when you're moving. So don't just put off doing until a later date. And of course, you need wisdom on how you apply that. Uh, But why being or leading a missional church or business is easier than leading a consumer church or organization is for this basic reason. I really want you to hear this. Because in spite of how broken people are, in spite of how confused we can be, in spite of our failures, most people want to make a difference. And I'm going to stand on that. I know there are people that do not believe that, but I totally believe it. I am sold out on it. I've seen people that have completely broken lives, confusion in their lives, still want to reach out and help other people. Let me use this illustration. Have you noticed that many corporations, not just at Christmas time or Thanksgiving, but across the board now, say a certain percentage of our profits are given to such and such an organization. I was listening to a, a sock commercial uh, that sells socks over the internet. It was on the radio. I was driving in the car, and they were talking about for every 10 pair of socks, I think, they said they sold, they gave a pair of socks away to a third world country. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, retailers, business people have figured out that people want to participate, they want to do you know, the, the give back thing. Uh, and I'm just saying that I think it's even greater than that. Have you ever noticed that many businesses now, every time you check out of the business, do you want to give a dollar for this? Do you want to give a dollar for that? 
And uh, you know what I always tell them, by the way? I always tell them, no, I give it to my church. We make better use of it. And sometimes they'll even, they'll even be pushing an organization like the March of Dimes that is a totally pro-abortion organization. And I had a, a talk with the lady at Lowe's one time at the checkout counter just saying why I wouldn't do that. And I said, you need to go to your manager and tell them that you don't want to be asking people for money that's going to help destroy little boys and little girls. And that was a great conversation. She thanked me for speaking with her. Now, how much more, if that is in the world, should that be in the church? And I believe it is in the church. I believe our heart and our theology uh, are especially given to caring and participating in the gospel in spite of some of our own hindrances. People want to serve and give to what makes a difference. And the leader that can connect the dots to what they're doing in a house, to what they're doing beyond the walls of the church, the missional aspect, is a leader that's going to lead a healthy church. You know, even if you just take something like Sunday school or small groups and you connect the dot, why do you want to do this? We don't want to do this just so we can stuff more more kids in a room. We can have, uh, you know, how many believers can you stuff in a house? No, what is the work so that we can be healthy and that we can produce? Whatever your vision is, it needs to be articulated and it needs to be saturated in that on a regular basis. So connecting the missions to the obvious services, there are good services a church should offer, but they should not just be to meet the needs of people. It should be to meet the needs of people so they can meet the needs of people. So one of the problems with being a consumer church is that we train people to be selfish. <laughs> uh, and then we wonder why we have schisms and divisions and people think their opinion is as high as God's or the pastor's or their group leader or somebody else. Uh, I don't think that's our intention, but I think sometimes it happens. Think about it. You can go to church. And you can go into church and you can sing songs that have more to do about ourselves than they do do about God. You know, what you do for me and how you throw me and how I feel about you, which are all true, but that shouldn't be a steady diet of our worship. And uh, we can hear sermons about how important we are and how wonderful we are and how uh, talented we are and how blessed we are and uh, all the church is going to do for you because you're so wonderful. Now, I'm being a bit sarcastic, but I'm not far off the mark here. Come on, give me an amen. Then we wonder why we have divisions over petty things in the church. I believe it's a systemic problem because we're not being missional. Now, in our next podcast, I'm going to give you a couple like outlines, the five C's I'm going to call them, on how you can grade yourself when you're launching a ministry or launching an idea, you can begin to ask yourself these questions uh, to make sure you're communicating clearly so we can get people not to be just spectators in our church and spectators in the gospel, but participants in the gospel. Today, Keith began a conversation about being missional. Missional is what we do and why we do it not just what we receive in the benefits. A leader who can connect the dots from what his church is doing in-house to what his church is doing beyond its walls, the missional aspect, is a leader who is going to lead a healthy church. 
We want to develop people who are not just spectators, but participants in the kingdom. Thank you for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, check out the blog at innerpastors.com backslash blog. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.